You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 193, Creating a Culture of Engagement. You know, I talk to pastors all the time, literally all over the world when I get to travel and, and do ministry stuff. And one of the thing, one of the common themes that I hear from pastors is, how do I shut the back door? In other words, I have people visiting our church. We've created a church that's inviting and friendly and people enjoy visiting. They enjoy, our members enjoy bringing their neighbors and friends and workmates to, to church but we just can't seem to keep them. They just seem to run out the back door. What can we do to close the back door? And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that, and I've I've spoken to some of them before, but one of the things that we can do to close the back door is create a culture of engagement, a culture of friendliness, a culture of welcoming, a culture of inclusion. You know, I, I, I spoke to a good friend of mine recently, and, and they're a member of our church, and said that, you know, they, they had visited our church, they enjoyed it, it was their first time, and, and people were very friendly and very welcoming, but they had just moved into the area and felt that they needed to go at least visit another church or two to kind of, you know, just make sure that, that C3 Church was the place that they were supposed to be. They had a very good experience at C3 Church, but they just weren't sure that, that that was the right one. So the next Sunday, they visited another church, and they said, it was amazing. It was the complete contrast of what we had had the week before at C3. Nobody spoke to us except when the pastor said, turn around and shake hands with somebody. There was no engagement. Nobody came up to them and said, hey, how you doing? Um, are you a visitor? Have you been coming a while? Whatever. There was no, nobody reached out to them. They came in, um, they enjoyed the service, but there was no engagement. There was no um, real spirit of hospitality there. The next week, they came back to C3 Church. And remember, they had only visited one time and had a very good experience, but they'd only been there once. When they came back after being away for a week, having only visited C3 once before, when they walked in the lobby, two or three people recognized them from the time they visited two weeks before and actually remembered their names and said, called their names out, said, oh, you know, we missed you last week. How are you? And, and my friend looked at his wife and said, these people know our names. How can we not come here? And now they're an integral part of our church. So I want to talk about creating that kind of culture in your church. You know, right now, as I'm recording this, we're just a few weeks away from Christmas, and so many churches are doing outreaches and different activities to, to get people in the doors. But, you know, getting them in the doors is not enough. 
We want to see their lives transformed by the power of God. We want to help them find full life in Christ. We want them to experience all that God has for them, but we can't do that if we don't create a culture of engagement. So as a community, as an organization, as a church, we want to create the kind of culture that's welcoming, that's friendly, that wants to connect with people, that, yes, even wants to make friends with people. Rick Warren says people are not looking for a friendly church. People are looking for friends. People aren't looking for a friendly church. They're looking for friends. And what can we do to create the kind of environment in our worship community, in our Christian community, in our churches, where people feel that they're making friends? So I'm going to give you this this week and next week. We're going to go ahead and spread it out a little bit. I'm going to give you 10 uh, ideas on engaging new people in your church. These are things that you can uh, teach your team. These are things that you can use, but they're things that will help you to create the engagement, the connection that I'm talking about. But before we do that, before I give you the very first one, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Running Towards the Abyss. And Running Towards the Abyss is book four of the Zombie Terror War series. And if you've been following my show, you know that I I write uh, nonfiction. I've got leadership books, theology, Bible study, a lot of different books. But I've also been writing fiction, and these are exciting, fun stories. Uh, The Zombie Terror War series involves the threat of terrorism using a biological weapon that kills and then brings the person back as, for lack of a better term, a zombie. If you like The Walking Dead, if you like that kind of genre, you'll love these books. They're not Christian fiction per se, although there are some spiritual themes that I weave through there. Uh, but they are exciting, fun stories that deal with good versus evil. And, uh, you know, if there's somebody on your Christmas list and you're just having trouble trying to figure out what to get them, check out the series. Book four, uh, each book is a standalone novel, but they do connect. And you can pick up Running Towards the Abyss. It'll give them an introduction to the first three, or you can buy the whole series. Uh, Book five is out as well. So check it out. Running Towards the Abyss is a little bit of a a detour from the series because in the series there's a group of uh, military and law enforcement experts, uh, my characters, which all my reviewers seem to love. They love my characters. They're a lot of fun. Uh, But in this book, one of my main characters launches out on his own dealing with a personal mission. And he ends up Uh, having to defend himself on a number of occasions. He ends up meeting somebody. I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but there's a a very, very uh, interesting love story twist that uh, my wife really liked. But uh, I encourage you to check out Running Towards the Abyss and the entire Zombie Terror War series. Well, all right, we are back. We're talking about creating a culture of engagement. And I'm going to give you some thoughts on engaging new people in your church. 
Listen, if your church is one of those churches where we don't talk to people, where it's not part of the fabric of the culture to reach out to people and connect with them on a real way, just understand you're going to hit a ceiling and you're not going to grow. Um, it just It's just not going to happen. People are not going to stay. We, we started off talking about that open back door. People aren't going to stay in a church. The preaching can be incredible. The music can be awesome. It can be uh, you know, like the angels of heaven singing. But if there's no engagement, 90% of the people that walk through your doors are not going to stay. They'll come for a few services. They may stick around for a little while. But if they don't make friends, if there's no connection with anybody else, they're just not going to stay. So here's a few thoughts on engaging new people. These may be visitors. These may be people that have just come for a few times and you've had the opportunity to meet them. What can you do to help them? And I'm not talking just necessarily to pastors here. This is everybody. This is not just the pastor's job. This is everybody's job. If you're a part of your local church, then I'm talking to you. Number one, invite people to lunch or invite them to a meal, whatever it might be. Inviting people to lunch after church is a great way to connect because everybody's hungry. If you've got morning services and you get done around 12 or 1 or whatever, it's time for lunch. Inviting people out to lunch is a great way to connect. Um, you'll very uh, They haven't had time to sit down and process everything they've experienced, so you kind of get the non-filtered uh, version of what they felt during your church service. Um, what did they think of, of, of everything? What did they think of the worship? What did they think of the message? Um, how are they impacted? And you're going to be able to get a really, really good feel from these people on, on what they felt by being with you. So invite them to church and then even go the extra mile. Maybe pay for their lunch. You know, if they've got 18 kids, uh, you know, we may want to rethink that. But, but there's nothing wrong with being generous. But the main thing is, whether you pay for their lunch or you don't, let's connect. Let's connect with people. Invite them for lunch. Um, you know, and they, that may not work out, but, you know, there might be an opportunity to connect at another time. If you see them two or three times and you've had a chance to talk to them several times, you know, invite them over for, for, for a meal. Invite them to your home. Um, meet for coffee. But there's something, something powerful about inviting people to lunch or to a meal and then sharing over food. You know, this is one of the greatest things um, that I think God has given us is this ability to connect over food. You know, you see it. Jesus himself did it the night before he was crucified. What did he do? He, he didn't want to give his disciples a list of rules. He gave them a meal. He spent time with them. They connected over the table. So, there's something very powerful about sharing a meal with people. You get to know them get to know them in a much more intimate setting and this is a great way to get a friendship started. And then there's some questions that you can ask. Um, if you see somebody that you haven't met before, um, you know asking this question is probably not a good idea. If you say, "Hi, are you visiting? I've never met you." Um, if they are a visitor, okay, that's probably not too bad. But here's where I've gotten in trouble. I'll say, 
hey, I've never met you before. Are you visiting with us? Is this your first time? And they'll go, oh, no, I've been coming for six months. Well, I'm part of the leadership team, so now I feel bad, right? Why haven't I met this person before? And so probably a better way to phrase that, and this is what I try to do, is I'll say, how long have you been coming? I haven't met you before. Well, now, if they've been coming for six months, they say, oh, yeah, I've been coming for six months. I'll say, oh, wow, sorry I haven't met you. But if they are a visitor, now they've got the opportunity to tell me, oh, this is my first Sunday, and now I know. So rephrasing that question, how long have you been with us, something to that effect is a great way to get a conversation started. Another great question to get a conversation started is, number three, how long or how did you find us? How did you find us? Because now you're going to get a little bit more of their story. And remember, we're talking about engaging people. We want to reach out. We want to connect with them. We want to, you know, we may not be the best of friends, but at the same time, as as a Christian, as somebody who's wanting to represent my church, I want to help people find their place. And so connecting with them on a, on a little bit of a deeper level this question, how did you find us, lets them tell me a little of their story. What we find, what I find, is when I ask that question, how did you find us, most people say, my friend brought me, and they'll tell me who their friend is, or a family member brought me, and they'll tell me who their family member is. And that's great. And then, that, of course, that leads to follow-up questions. Well, do you live in the area? Um, you know, what, what did you think? Or, or whatever. But um, so letting people tell you how they found the church and their connection with whoever brought them is always very insightful. But then um, we also have people who say, well, you know, I found you over the Internet. We just moved into the area and we were looking for a church. Well, that's great. Now I can say, well, what brought you to the area? And they'll invariably say, well, it was because of work or um, I've had people say, well, you know, my marriage exploded and, um, you know, starting fresh and moved back here to be closer to family. Well, now you've got a little bit more insight on this person and, and, and what their needs are. Um, occasionally somebody will say, well, you know what? I was just driving by and I saw it and I wanted to check you out. We actually get that one. We're in a fairly prominent location um, and, and, and we have a lot of traffic going by, and, and we actually get that quite often. Yeah, I've seen this place. I've driven by it for years, one man told me. And he said, I finally decided to check it out. Now he's one of our you know great members. But again, that gives you a follow-up question. Oh, where do you live? And you know, are you a part of another church? Are you looking for a church or whatever? But anyway, just asking, how did you find us, allows you to kind of probe just a little bit deeper to find out more about people. Um, and this, this number four kind of goes along with the second question, how long have you been with us? Um, number four, have we met before? Because I find, because I meet so many people, there are times I miss people, I meet people, and then forget about it. Actually, just within the last two weeks, I met someone and then had this same person referred to me for one of the teams that I lead, and I forgot that we had met them. And he said, oh, yeah, you remember you said this when we met. And I was so embarrassed. I said, yep, you're right. Sorry. And so so a lot of times I'll say, hey, have we met before? And that gives them an opportunity to say, no, no, this is my first time. Or, yeah, yeah, we met three months ago and, and you know, and we talked. And so 
it's uh, it's just another way to to build a little bit of engagement. So have we met before? And then number five, introduce them to other people. Now listen, I'm not the greatest conversationalist. Uh, I'm I'm a fairly introverted person, and I can I can engage in conversation, but I'm not great at it, especially if the other person is quiet and. You know, you've had those conversations with people where you're having to just pull everything out. And it's it's just, it's almost painful. And then other people can come along and speak to them, and it's just like they, they lighten, up, you know, the, the whole mood brightens, and they're just pouring their guts out. Um, you know, Reese, I've had this past Sunday, I met somebody who I'd never met before. I had a friend with me, and so I introduced him to my friend. And, you know, we talked for a while, and then another guy was walking by, and so I introduced him and so right away, I'd introduced him to two people who were sharing and engaging in conversation with this new fellow. He'd only been a few times. So um, introducing him to other people is such a great way to build connections because you never know where connections are going to go. You know, <coughs> excuse me, you know as well as I do, every friendship you have, um, you know, there's different levels, different levels of friendship. And so what I find Introducing people to other people, you never know where you're going to get a click. Um, you never know where you're going to find, because unless you've asked this person every question, you may not know what they do for a living, but the, the person that comes up may ask that question, and then you know they say, oh, well, you know, I'm in IT, and then your friend says, oh, well, that's what I do. Well, now there's a, an immediate conversation. There's another point of connection. And remember, that's what we're talking about. We are creating a culture of engagement. Well, let me give you a quick recap. We're talking about engaging new people in our church, creating a culture of engagement. Again, when we talk about engagement, we're talking about connection. We're talking about friendliness. We're talking about helping build friendships. We want to get people rooted and grounded in our church, and the way we do that is through relationships. It doesn't matter how good your preaching is, how good your music is, how good your kids' program is. If your church is just unfriendly and not engaging, and people aren't trying to intentionally connect with people, the back door is going to stay open. And we talked about these five, and we'll continue next week, but we talked about these five today. We talked about inviting people to lunch. After church is a great time to connect. You get the unfiltered version of what their experience was. Uh, and maybe that doesn't work out. Maybe you invite them to a coffee or you invite them over to the house for a meal. But having a meal with people. Number two, how long have you been with us? This is a great question to get a conversation started. Number three, how did you find us? Another great conversation starter. Number four, have we met before? And then number five, introducing them to other people. Uh, one of the ladies in our church who oversees our hospitality team, she is the greatest at connecting people with similar interests. Some new person comes in who she finds out that, um, you know, they're a fireman and she'll immediately look for somebody in the public, sa public service sector, public safety sector, and connect them. Um, recently she had met somebody new who was a nurse and she immediately was able to connect them with another nurse and they actually worked in the same hospital. So a great, great point of connection. So introducing people to other people is a great way to build engagement. Well, now it's your turn. I'd love to hear from you. 
What do you think pastors, church leaders, and church members can do to create a more engaging climate in their organizations? Go to davidspell.com, leave me your question or comment. And if this is helpful to you, leave me a question or comment. I'd love to hear that this is helping you. Um, While you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I'd love to stay connected with you. And uh, my website and the blogs that I post every week are a great way for us to do that. Also, by subscribing, I send out my uh, monthly subscribers-only newsletter. This, This month, I actually sent out some... Uh, some leadership, a short leadership teaching, and I'm already getting emails back just thanking me for, for how practical and how, uh, how uh, uh, relevant it was So and practical. So anyway, um, make sure you do that. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to stay engaged.